Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes, and give away free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. Special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. We love and appreciate you guys so much. Love and appreciate you so much. Okay, I just have to put this in there because we're definitely going to mention this on the podcast. But yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing for already because Juliet was having trouble with saying everything, all of our announcements in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, Justin has to edit five times in just the intro. I love it. I fucking love it, okay? It's one of those days. It's one of those mm-hmm. days. So, you know, forgive Juliet. She has a little bit of a cold as well. Um so yeah cold yeah. medicine tequila exactly. margaritas all those things doesn't all influence. mix well together no so that's the type of <laughs> podcast it's going to be yeah. today guys so, just want to warn sorry you. just want to warn you in advance we apologize and just <laughs> stick with us <laughs> okay so i have had such an amazing week okay guys <laughs> so i had my you know kind of spring break um from school and all i've been doing in my spare time is reading and this is like something that i just don't get to do anymore especially in this last semester right so at the be- at the beginning of this week on sunday i had about 10 books under my belt for april and maybe not even 10 books honestly yeah and within a couple of days i doubled it i doubled the amount of books that i had read for april like <laughs> seriously i was just like i'm doing nothing else in my spare time besides reading and it was just like so awesome like such i i feel like i took for granted yeah all the free time that i had to read before and yeah. you know people would always message especially when i do like the end of the year wrap-ups and it's like how do you read so many books per year and i'm just like i just do it in every Every spare moment of my day, I right. read. But then I take for granted, like, sometimes people got <laughs> shit going on. Right. Like, you know, school, and it really takes up all your time. Like, you with writing. Yeah. I mean, you have writing, family, all that, and you just don't have as much time as I do. So it was just like. And I'm not going to say that I've been gleeful to see that Jessen doesn't have much reading time. <laughs> But I will say, she's like, I just don't have time for reading. I'm like, see? See? <laughs> like, it's she's hard. Like, welcome to my world. I know. Welcome. Welcome aboard the Where struggle I bus. I have time for one, maybe two books per I know. week. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what, what are you talking is about? life? <laughs> so it, it has just been so lovely. I've also been, I, I don't think that it's been a bad thing because I have been able to reread a lot of books that. I feel like I hadn't in the past year. Yes. I saw you had a lot of rereads, some comfort reads. That was nice. It's very nice. It's like, man, sometimes I haven't read a book for like a couple years and I am a very big rereader. I love that. Um, I still do do a lot of rereads for the podcast because a lot of the times I'm reading the book and then I'm like, oh, well, I want that on the podcast, schedule Mm -hmm. it for a couple weeks later. And then I end up by reading it again just to make sure that I have like, you know, the order of scenes correct. You know what I saw Nalika post on Instagram? I I love Nalika's post on Instagram. But she uh, she's at Liberlady if you're ever looking for a cool person to follow who always posts amazing stuff. But she was posting about transcendence. And oh, she's she like, I recently. love my bear. And I was just like, it got me all in the mood for it. And I was like, guys, this was we such have a, a brilliant podcast 
on Transcendence, and you have got to go listen to it. It's about a caveman. Y'all, it's all his point of view. And and you're like, you're like, how can they do? How can she write a book from it's one only of the most brilliant books? It, it really is. It, it, and the I, conception, yes. the execution, the I, characters I cried are in the end. phenomenal. And I believe she's going to be at uh, Book Bonanza as well. And I think I'm going to get a copy of Transcendence and get it signed. Just saying. So speaking of Nalika, Nalika is the reason why this book is on the podcast because she had privately messaged me and there's a handful of people that I trust the recommendations and she is one of them where, you know, it's not that our book tastes like so aligned to where we right. like everything the same. That's not true. But Nalika knows what I like. So right. whenever she reads a book and she's like, oh, damn, Justin's going to like this, she messages yeah. me and she's like, yeah. I think you'd like this. So, um, you know, the past two books that we've had on the podcast have been Nalika recommendations. Yes, last week's is The Tyrant Alpha's Rejected yes. Mate. And this week is Things We Never Got Over. And the thing about it is, like, this is how much I trust Nalika. So I've read a couple of Lucy Score books before, but they'd never been like, they never really grabbed me. And so I was just right. kind of like, oh, it's fine. Like, yeah. She just maybe is not what I want to read right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just going to take a break from it. Right. But then Alika was just like, I think you would like this one. I was like, okay. And everyone who knows me knows that I have a three book rule and I've already done three <laughs> books by Lucy Score. So I was like, okay, I'll trust you and I'll pick this book up again. And I ended up really fucking loving it. Yeah. So I'm just like, ah, see? See? You just have to have those people in your corner that know you and maybe push you a little outside your comfort zone. Right. Not that this was outside my comfort zone, but I was just kind of like, I thought I knew everything that Lucy Score had to offer. <laughs> right. And I was wrong. <clears throat> so, so here's me I taking love that. it back, taking it back, being like, oh my God, I'm so happy that I read this book. <laughs> so anyway, guys, it's just been a really great week for me. And I'm just super giddy about being able to read at my <laughs> usual speed again. Right. I still have like a couple more weeks of the semester left, but this yeah. has been a wonderful break. <laughs> anyway, guys. All right, characters. Let's, let's talk, talk about these characters because they are – let's please talk about Knox first. So, of course, we have Yum. our grumpy sunshine pairing in this one. And I will say that Knox, our hero, is one of the grumpiest ones. Like, he's just a consistent bad bad. He's a consistent guy. grump. He is a consistent grump. <laughs> like, he is just so bad-tempered and he does not like to be happy happy and he especially Mm -hmm. does not like to be happy where naomi is concerned because he just i love how he just doesn't understand the feelings that he's having he just like it doesn't make sense like it just doesn't make sense so (laughs) this is a background for also i will say the first time that i read this book took me forever to realize that the town that they live in, this small town in Virginia, is called Knock 'em Out. Knock 'em Out. Like, as in, yeah. we're going to knock each other out. Yeah. For the longest time, and I think it's maybe the speed that I read when I'm actually reading an ebook, I just was like, K letter town name. And I was just like, <laughs> boom, done. <laughs> I know so it. That's so funny. So I wasn't reading it like completely. And yeah. then, like, toward the end, I think it's when uh, Liza J, which is uh, Knox's grandmother, grandmother mm-hmm. was explaining it. I was like, oh my fucking God. The town is called Knock, Knock them out them because out they, settle they, with, they settle their um, disputes with their fists. And I'm like, it makes so much sense. <laughs> so anyway, that was a thing. And it sounds like a real town name, too. Yes, Knock them out, Virginia. So funny. So Knock them out, Virginia, small town. Naomi goes to visit because her sister has texted her, her strange yes. sister. They are a completely opposite. They're also twins. This is like good evil twin. Yes. Like, evil you twin. Know. Tina is her evil twin. But she's her, her sister has called for her help. So she's like, okay, I'll help 
help you. And we don't know it yet, but Naomi is a runaway bride at this point. I love that. <laughs> and when she gets to the cafe that Tina's like, hey, come meet me there. Like, she sees, like, almost a wanted poster. It's, like, basically a do not serve this <laughs> Says, person. Do and not serve. <laughs> it's- and so everyone thinks that. Naomi is Tina and they're like get out and everybody's stuff. giving her ugly looks ugly and- looks Tina has a horrible reputation in this town <laughs> and so it's no wonder that this surly viking looking dude waltzes up in there to kick her out of this cafe and she's like I am not Tina my name is Naomi mm-hmm. and she's so just annoyed with this dude for just assuming that she's Tina and treating her with like she's like I thought that small towns would be welcoming and you're not welcoming yeah. sir and do not try to boss me around so they and she's that super, type she's of super cute too about yeah. her love of the coffee like justice is making her coffee she's like justice marry me and he's like i'm already taken she's like all the good ones are <laughs> it's just so adorable and i really like it and so obviously she's the complete opposite of tina she's the responsible one she's always had to be the responsible one well yeah. there's a couple of things that happen that make naomi stay in town and we're not going to spoil that because that's for the spoiler <laughs> section but i love this forced proximity grump sunshine yeah. pairing it is chef's kiss perfect and i love this town yeah and i definitely want her to continue writing in this town she did say at the end she was like this is not the last you've seen of knock him out and i'm like oh god i already have my i know like i'm waiting please lucian hello exactly lucian next book yes thank you let's go Mm -hmm. okay if you guys have not read this go read it and come back with us because we are heading into the spoilers section <laughs> all right, so let's get I back love. to the cafe. Yeah, so justice. Yeah, so first of all, justice is not happy to see her at first either until she pulls out her license and proves I am not Tina, I am Naomi. You know, and and explains who she is. He's like, oh, okay, okay. So then he makes her a coffee, and she's like, okay, I'm feeling better. We also find out that um, her car is gone. Or, yeah, yeah, her after car is gone. Knox tries to throw her out. She's just ready to be done with him. So yeah. she goes outside to wait for Tina, and she's like. My car is not here. <laughs> and I he's like, it did right you misplace there. it? Did you misplace it? Yeah. And she's like, no, I didn't misplace my fucking car, you dumbass. Like, she didn't yeah. say that. But he's like, oh, fine. Like, um, she's like, maybe somebody, like, I, I don't know, like, towed it or something. So they go to the police station, which just so happens to have his name on it. <laughs> also, like, she was going to go by herself. And yeah. he insisted. Oh, he's he like, insists. He insisted. He's like, I'm going to walk her there. This 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 girl is lost. I'm going to take care of her. Yeah. Get rid of her. And yes. then I'll be on my way. Yes. And she's like, I don't need your negative energy, sir, around <laughs> me. And then she walks up to the police station. She's like, why does it say the Knox Morgan, like, building? Like, what and, is going on? Why is your is name your building? on the damn building? This is your building? <laughs> um, and at first I was like, is he, like, a cop or something? Like, I had no idea. Um, so they talk to um, one of the cops. And they're like, nope, we haven't towed a car recently. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, this is Tina's sister. And basically the cop was like, Do you want to tell her? They all they they all know what happened, basically. Yeah. And Knox is just kind of like, Well, um, looks like your dumb sister has stolen your car. Right. Um, and she just like, oh my God. Like, that would be something that Tina would do. And she just like she wants to defend her sister, but she knows how she is. Okay. She has been this way since they were younger. Yeah. And the problem is Naomi has kind of tried to compensate for Tina. Compensate and hide her. Almost like she's always like almost hiding what Tina does. Yeah, because of her parents. Because she's always like, like you said, compensating, trying to make up for all the ill deeds that Tina has done. Um, 
And so I then I like so then he's like, well, where I'll take you to where are you staying at the motel? So they go to the motel. And like, of course, the doors hanging has been and of course, broken he has to in. say something douchey about like, do you just leave your door open or whatever? I know. Like, of course not. I locked the door behind me. And then she was like, why do you ask such a stupid question? And they look and her door is hanging wide yeah. open. So they walk in. And the first thing that she's drawn to is that the room is wrecked and that yeah. there is um, sucker written on the mirror in her favorite lipstick. Okay. Yes. Apparently, Tina has always like kind of begrudged that Naomi was more of like the good child and also that she had nice things and she always likes to destroy the nice things that Naomi has. Right. Um, but she isn't immediately drawn to the most pertinent thing that's happening in the room. Not only is her, you know, laptop and her money's gone, but there's a child <laughs> sitting on the bed. 11 year old. 11 year old just sitting Little on the bed. Little blonde girl sitting on the bed. Her immediate assumption is that this little criminal has has uh, broken in here before she realizes the sucker on the mirror. But apparently this is her niece that she never knew that she had. This is Waylay. Can you believe that? An 11-year-old niece she 11 did not know she Tina had. 11-year-old Tina didn't tell her parents or her sister that she had a child for yeah. 11 years. Okay. Yeah. And Knox is very familiar with Waylay. Yeah. Thinks that she's a good kid. And I love how... <laughs> You can tell that poor Waylay living with a mom like Tina, she's already seen so much. Yeah. And she basically is just kind of like, yeah, mom said you were kind of dingy or whatever and just like an easy target and all that jazz. And, oh, she's she's gone. She said she'll be back later or whatever. So now all of a sudden Naomi's just kind of like, I have responsibility for an 11-year-old niece that I've never talked to before yeah. in my life. And we don't she, know when Tina's coming back. We don't know what's yeah. happening. She just stole from me and who knows what's going on. What I really like about Waylay. I mean, I like a lot of things about Waylay's character, but one of the things is that you're immediately expecting this little brat, you know, that's just going to give her hell and be a pain in the ass, but she's really like the opposite. Mm -hmm. She's a very resilient child. She's Obviously, she Lind, has like a little chip on her shoulder when she, she does Naomi, but like she's not mean at all. No, you know? she's, I mean, she doesn't know she, her. She's lived in this tornado with her mother, this lifestyle, yeah. you know, of always being moved, always being rejected, always being, you know, this kind of stuff. And they've so, only been a knock out for the past year. Yeah, so. they've been here for a year. So it's yeah. obviously they, they move around a lot. And she's like sitting watching TV. She's like, hey, Knox, hey, uh, so you're my aunt. Like, it's like, it's yeah, so casual. Like she rolls with the punches, basically. Naomi's she just had to. She just, had to. Naomi, while she's trying not to freak out, she's also guarding the pile in the corner from Knox. She does not want him to see this giant wedding, wedding dress. dress. You know, it's got like all the hoopla lace and stuff. Yeah, and he's it's like, like a princess dress. He's like, is that a and wedding also, dress? Also, note, her hair is very done up and she has daisies in her hair. And yes. this is the, this is the um, reason why Knox starts calling, calling her, her daisies. Daisy. And days for short. So I think that I, I love I love I a good nickname. Too. I love a good nickname. I love nickname. when, when it, it makes it's yes, me too. I like that a lot. It's, it's just cute. cute. I just like it. Anyway, so they have to file a police report and this handsome police chief comes there and she's just like, oh, he's so polite and so amazing. But like he and Knox are like making comments <laughs> to each other. Nash and Knox are like, you know, just kind of bowing up to each other. And she's like fussing at Knox. Like you can't talk to a police chief like this. And Nash is just kind of like, he's been like this since birth, honey. And she's like, oh my God, your brothers. Yeah. She okay. finally sees like the family resemblance. Yes. She's like, oh God. So there's some sort of tension between Nash and Knox. And it's yeah. obvious that maybe Knox operates 
operates outside of the law sometimes. Yeah. Because he purposely, you could tell, he purposely, like, gets on his phone, and then all of a sudden there's this motorcycle <laughs> that whips through on the road next like to them. Like, speeding, going, like, 80. so fast, which <laughs> kind of forces Na- Nash to go after him, and Nash knows. He's like, you did that on purpose. You uh, I love it. Nash's like, you better go after him. Yeah, you, you better, better, you better go, do go your go job. Take it. That's your job, right? Right? <laughs> Uphold the law. Mm. He's like, I'll get you back later. Okay? So... I love, I kind of really love that it's, it's almost like the opposite book. Like we have siblings. There's yeah. such a contrast between siblings, between Tina and Naomi. And then yeah. there's a contrast between Nash and Knox. And the thing is, we don't know what, what bad blood is between Knox and Nash. But we right. do know that Knox is not one to be a stickler for the rules. But Nash seems like a good boy. Yeah. A boy scout. Yeah. And I really love it because she is more drawn to Nash because he's nicer. Yeah, he's nice. He's, he's a nice, nice guy. Yeah. And Knox is not. But the thing is, it's like, it's one of those instances where it's like actions speak louder than words because <laughs> even though Knox seems like he's so aggravated with her, he can't leave her alone yeah. to fend for herself Yeah, because they go check out Tina's trailer. And that is pretty much condemned it's Plus, a dilapidated notice all oh yeah over. it's dilapidated it's like, like he and he talks to the landlord and he's like you know he like pulls the landlord off to the side and i love how um uh naomi goes through the trailer and she notices like you know of course tina's is a hot mess disgusting room but then waylays is like sort of pretty and well and girly. kept girly and, she's yeah. got little like hair things and waylays hair is cut short and yeah. she's like Kind of jaggedy. And it's kind of strange because she has all these things for like a long hair, Mm -hmm. you know, updos and whatever. Yeah. And so we find out what that is later. It was like a punishment from Tina, like to, you know, punish her daughter. Guys, this is a scene that fucking broke my heart. This does happen much later in the book where, you know, when Waylay feels a lot more safe and um, closer to her aunt Naomi. Yeah. But she... Um, has like a back to school haircut later on and she wanted Naomi to know she's like I didn't cut this myself like yeah. I actually had long hair and my mom cut it as punishment for me yeah. Um, based in like her mom had always told her like girls who like like girly things and like to dress up and all that jazz were just kind of like airheads waste of space because it's Naomi it's she's Naomi. talking about her sister yeah exactly and no. oh god that scene we'll talk about it a little later because yeah. Knox has some wonderful things to say about that um but yeah so poor waylay i mean we just get the sense that she is such a resilient kid she's a good kid she just mm-hmm. hasn't had a stable home ni- life well naomi who is jobless right now homeless right now yep. she needs to stay and knock him out because she's hoping that tina comes back soon but she needs to care for this 11 year old and she's like okay yeah. we can work with this trailer we can work with it we okay? can figure she's like okay i can clean it up yeah. it, it, it's it's bad but i can make this work she for always a while on the brighter side of things yeah she always does well Knox is like you're not staying here like yeah. you, first of all she's evicted so you can't stay here anyway um second of all it is it is trash over here you i will find you a place to yeah. live but jessen's being saying it in the polite way that is not how he says it he growls everything he's a growl and man. he's like get in the truck naomi he's very orderly bossy, commanding bossy yes <laughs> and she calls him out on it too oh she does like all the time yeah. but also what else is she gonna do and she's you like know? fine you know and so he's like i ha- i have a place just get in the truck i'm not letting y'all stay here you're evicted anyway i know of somewhere and she's like fine whatever she's like almost at the point like 
what the hell else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, she's very much out of options. So then he brings her and drives out into the country and they drive up this road and they pass this beautiful giant lodge. And then they go past that a little bit further and there's this adorable little cottage, like little cabin like cottage. storybook cottage. Yes. She's I like, wanted to live there. Me too. I was like, where is it? I want to live there. I want to be like, there. 100%. And like a, a, a gurgling stream that passes yes, behind brook. the woods. I'm like... Are you kidding me? Picture perfect, okay? And it's also picture perfect for Waylay, too, because she was yes. like, we get to live here? Yeah, Waylay's like, like this what? is where we are. Yeah. She's, and I love it, though, too, because she's also trying not to be too excited about yes. it. And Naomi, like, sees through this, and she's like, okay. Yes. And this is the thing. Naomi doesn't want to take handouts. She does not want to rely on the generosity of strangers, especially right. Knox, because he's been an asshole this right. time. Right. Like, I don't want to owe this guy anything. No. And, she, and he's assuring her, like, this has been closed up for years anyway. Um, You'll love the landlord, Liza J. You'll work out something. Be sure to be yeah. back here for dinner tonight with her, and we'll talk about it or whatever. Well, of course, Naomi just kind of like, I got to bring a gift because uh, she's being generous, this Liza J, whoever she is, and I have to bring, like, some wine or something <laughs> to tonight's dinner because we obviously weren't invited. Knox is inviting us to this dinner. Yeah. So she's being polite. And um, also, it's kind of like a running joke because she does – they find some bikes to be able to go bike into town (laughs) to go to the grocery store. But it's a running joke that everybody in town who recognizes her thinks she's Tina at first. Right. And she earns the nickname of not Not Tina. Tina. (laughs) Not Tina. That is terrible. (laughs) She's like, my name is Naomi. But yes, I am not Tina. (laughs) Can you stop calling me not Tina? There was a very relatable moment where she was kind of having her breakdown. She's very overwhelmed from the day's events and all of a sudden being the guardian for this, (laughs) you know, preteen. And the um, person who was at the deli counter was giving her the stank eye saying like, oh, don't stuff it in your bra like last time, you know, to not pay for it. And she was just like, I'm not Tina. And I just want my turkey cut. Thinner. Yeah. She like <laughs> lays like, it. I love she like basically tells the delicatessen like, lady a breakdown off, at yeah. the deli counter. And it's like so relatable. I thought small towns would be nicer than this and more welcoming. And yes. you're treating me so bad. Like it was I'm a so funny. Customer. <laughs> was so funny. <laughs> it's so funny because even when Naomi's mad, she's just nice. You yes. know, she's nice about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I love that. And while she's out in the grocery store, Knox is at his house because he actually has a little cabin, a cabin on the so same like, property. There's this big Lodge that looks like you know it was kind of yeah. like a um like kind of like a bed and breakfast type yeah of it was it was like a getaway type thing yes. that had smaller cabins yes. around that and people could rent Knox lives in the in the cabin on the side and then mm-hmm. there's the cottage on the other side so he's in between that and so Knox is sitting at his house and all of a sudden he sees his brother try to pull up to the to the uh, yep. cottage and he like steps in the road and Nash is just like what the fuck y'all this like, is the funniest shit ever he's standing in the road. <laughs> He's no, he's sitting in the road in his chair. Yeah, with his dog, with his Waylon, basset hound Waylon. Waylon, sitting beside him, drinking a beer, waiting for his brother because he knows his brother's coming, coming around. And so then he and pulls up and gets out, and they get in a fist fight. They get in a fist fight. They're fighting over because Naomi. I, all, I, I love this, this because so Knox funny. is just kind of like. I saw her first, and Nash is just like, you don't even like her. She's not your type. Yeah. And Knox is like, yeah, she's needy as fuck. Exactly your type. But that doesn't matter. But that doesn't matter. But I saw her first. I love – I really love this because, one, 
We have a stubborn hero. Yeah. He does not want to recognize his feelings. Yes. He thinks she's needy. Like, she, and she's too high maintenance. Just right. Like he, and he doesn't, <laughs> he's not looking for a long-term relationship anyway. He doesn't want and that's complicated. that's the type of girl, that's the type of girl she is. Like, she yeah. is a relationship girl, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, don't got time for that. But still, I'm not letting my brother go sniff around. <laughs> but his brother's not getting her. No. No, my brother's <laughs> not getting her. Like, I will protect her from him. <laughs> so funny so i love it i love it because it's established i love when a hero is so protective of a of a heroine but doesn't know why right he's too stubborn to he's making up other reasons other reasons like this the only reason he's fighting nash is because like that's his brother and they've always fought and Mm -hmm. he's he's pissed off and he doesn't like him and he doesn't want him looking at the new girl yeah you know like that's it that's in his head it's kind of what's going on so So, i love the fight it's hilarious and then like way late and then we go hi Hi, Nash. What's going on? Because he's got him in a headlock. Yeah. She's like, oh, so normal. Naomi just kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't assault an officer of the law. But I love how we're in um, Knox's point of view in this. And she's in this beautiful summer dress. Like, it's just like one of those these pretty little dresses. He's just thinking about how beautiful she is and how mm-hmm. sweet and soft. But I love and how just it's like, always like couched in like, <sighs> you know, she he's thinking about like kind of how naive she is and how yes. just like not of this world she is yeah she's not of she's his like world. she's one of these classy girls mm-hmm. who doesn't know what she's doing who's like out of her you know mm-hmm. out of her depth here mm-hmm. and whatever she would never fit in here in my life mm-hmm. is kind of his attitude mm-hmm. but he can't help but admire her but, but that's the beauty of it <laughs> So they go to dinner at Liza J's. Liza J just so happens to be their grandmother. Liza J is their grandmother and. and she- when we go into the into the lodge, um, it's Naomi very notices dark. it's very dark. Mm-hmm. All the windows are very shuttered. A little bit cluttered, too. It looks yeah. like it hasn't been, like, cleaned out yeah, in a while. Yeah. You know? And she can tell that it used to be a working lodge yeah. where they rented rooms and was, like, you know, kind of a getaway for people. But it's obviously been closed down for a while. Yeah. And she kind of, like, they come to an agreement because Liza J has a big heart as well. Like, this whole family has a really big heart. Yes. And um, she's just like, you don't have to, like, you know, pay or whatever. And she's like, I offer to clean up your house, basically. Like, I can go through the rooms. Yeah. And, like, even the kitchen's a little cluttered, too. And that's where they were eating. And so that's the trade-off is that she's going to come to the lodge and clean up and, you know, make it a little bit more homey and air out the rooms that haven't seen daylight in like a long time. (laughs) So I really like that because she needs – she's the type of person that needs to feel like she's giving something back. Like even though they are being very generous and not asking for anything in return, she just feels like she has to do something else. So they go into town because she has to, you know, make sure that Naomi – that Waylay is um, all good with like school and stuff like that. So they go to the library and she meets the librarian Sloan, who's super cool. She really likes Sloan mm-hmm. and she's really nice. And she finds out a little something about Waylay that Tina used to kind of like let Waylay run around all the time. And she would end up at the library and she actually helps a lot of the older people there with their electronics. Yeah. So, like, she was making a little money on the side helping the old, so- older people. She's a little techie. She's a little techie. And you know what? It kind of really reminds me of my grandmother because my grandmother's always asking me how to um, get her library books on her Kindle. She's like, Jessica, yeah. how, how, how do I do it again? Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, my God, I love this. And so she had like a place where she 
first of all, was needed right. and felt very useful. Yes. And she also just like, she likes reading and stuff like that. And it was just like really nice. Yeah. And it made Naomi so grateful because she's like, oh, she had a place to go. Yeah. Oh, God. We also need to know that uh, at one point when she was like hanging out, I think she was getting a coffee. I can't remember where. But Fee comes running up to her. Um, Introduces Fee, herself and she's she like, you don't know hey, me, but I know you. don't you. know me. And she <laughs> said she looks like a tough woman. She has like this cool tattoo on her sleeve and she was well put together, but obviously a little rough around the edges, you know, and she was she was like, hey, you don't know me, but um, I know you need a new job. I just had a new girl walk out. I need a waitress. Can you wait table? She's like, sure. I've never done know, that before, but Never sure. done it, but we'll I can do it. Do it. I'm I a quick learner. I can, I need a job. I need money, you know, and this is like, you know, cash tips. That's That'll be really good for her. So she says, fine, you um now have a job at Honky Tonk. Your first night's tomorrow Honky night. Tonk. I love it. I do too. I love the name of the bar. It's Honky Tonk. It's like a pub slash bar because they yes. serve food and stuff which i love exactly um, i love it what she doesn't know is that knox <laughs> owns honky he tonk. owns honky tonk he also owns yeah. this barbershop uh, whiskey called whiskey cutter whiskey, whiskey, whiskey cutters clippers Cl- whiskey, whiskey clippers yeah and he's a barber so <laughs> he and his business partner jeremiah own like a high-end barber shop like people travel from dc yeah for, like hundred dollar haircuts over there because like, it's all very like cool and modern posh it's it's got that like modern chic look mm-hmm. on the inside you know exactly and um, you know they they use like what were they called like a, a leather strop to, yes. to sharpen his knives for like yeah. the, the beards and stuff like that it's very like, vintage very very you know <laughs> cool and vintage yes i love it <laughs> um so <laughs> I love the first shift that she has. Okay, so she's she's working it. Okay, she has her first shift that Honky yeah. Tonk Liza J is babysitting Waylay, and she's learning the ropes. Yeah. She's doing really well. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Knox walks in, and she runs and he's into like, him. No, and she's like, no, you can't work here. And she's like, get out of my way. And and she's like basically fussing because he, he's trying to drag her out, being like, you can't work you here. You cannot work here. And Naomi's like, um, you can't fire me. Like, only my boss can fire me. And he's like, I am your boss. <laughs> Apparently. And he's like, you're going to get eaten alive here. You're mm-hmm. not made for this. Because he keeps, he's like underestimating her that she's this little prissy girl, you know, or whatever, city girl. Like, you, there's no way you can like work with these like rough customers. But he also doesn't want anybody to be looking at her ass he and her doesn't. shorty McShorts. And her little bitty short denim skirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he... I love it how she stands up to him because she's just like, I have shit to pay for now. Like, I have yeah. way late. I have back to school stuff and I need this job. So you can and fee fire fa- me. Fee, yeah, fee, and Fee's like, like, hey, I do the hiring knocks. Yeah, that was exactly. the deal. And if you can, if you can. Tell me the name of the girl, the last girl that quit. Then, yeah, I'll fire her. And he couldn't. He, he can't couldn't. remember her name. She no. got scared so off. So I love how he just gives her, he's like, this one chance. If you fuck up, if I have At one all. complaint. If one I have one complaint, complaint, you're fucking out you're of out. here, okay? And he even gives her a hard table, this hard yes. table full of guys who are kind of like they're gross. like They're like lecherous yeah. older. It's like the old chief or whatever. We can tell there's is. a history, too. They're They're... There's no love lost between this guy and Knox, but there is a rule that he, that this group of people cannot touch the wait staff. Right, they have been warned already that yeah. they will be thrown out. So, but like, he, he's but not he totally thinks that worried for them, but yeah. he knows that that they'll say something. Pretty he's like gross she, they're gonna to make her. they're gonna make her very uncomfortable. uncomfortable yeah. You know, which you know, for someone like her, she'll get all sensitive and hurt and want to leave. That's his think- thinking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So she excels at this shift. <laughs> And I love that for her, okay? She does such a good job. And 
I love how at the end of the night, there's also this tradition, if they make better sales from the previous night before, the box buys them all, you know, top shelf tequila, and they have a shot. And he actually joins in for the first time, and everyone's like, oh my god, Boss Man's having a shot of tequila. Which he never does. We should also mention, too, that one of the lecherous guys, the older guy, grabs her arm, and he loses his fucking shit. He storms it. I know! He handles it. Like, she does not need him. he's, He's like get your hands off of her or whatever he's like you know and of course he's like they're not supposed to touch the waitresses like no dude you don't want you don't want him touching her mm-hmm. let's just like you can pretend all you want but like we're getting these so little signs out of shape and i also really love like during the course of the night like justice and his wife um Tallulah, yes like, they come by there. and they love her everyone loves naomi everyone loves naomi this. he hates this that she's fitting the into whole the town's town. falling in love with her yeah. and he's just pissed about he's it a silly little <laughs> asshole about it okay <laughs> And so his plan backfires, and after he begrudgingly tells her that she did a good job, and it's fine that she works there, and she's like, well, tough shit, because I fucking quit. That's the only thing that's kept me going this whole night, is knowing that I would exceed your expectations, and then yep. fucking quit. Yep. And he's like, he basically convinces her that she can't quit. <laughs> like, yeah. look, these are good shifts for, you know, to have your money that you need and all that jazz. You're not going to quit, and I promise I will get out of your way. Yeah. So now she has a job at Honky Tonk. And Knox is just kind of like, I cannot be here at night. So whenever she works, apparently. Because yeah. I'm going to lose my <laughs> ever-loving fucking shit. Because I can't control okay. myself, apparently. So Nash is also on the case. He shows up there that night as well saying that, oh, we found your car, but it ended up in a chop it's shop. It's in a chop in shop DC, near D.C. So no, like, we do learn this. Yeah, knock them out is not far from D.C. I don't know if we already said that. But it's probably, I don't know, like 40, 30, 45 minutes, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, so it was found in a chop shop, which is actually very important to know for something that happens later, later. that that's where it was found yeah. well um he decides to take naomi home he does not want nash taking her home yeah he, and he's like um, he demands you, live, you live upstairs and it's out of your way i'm taking her home like he will not <laughs> let them be in a car alone <laughs> and in the car he actually admits to naomi that you know yeah you're not my type but but my dick doesn't care right like it's attracted to he's you. basically just saying I, I'm in lust with you. Okay? I'm in lust with you. And she's like, wow, that's great. <laughs> she, she's just like, but yeah, not right so now. you hate me, but you're attracted to me. That's cool. That's great. really cool. And he was just like, I'm just laying it all on the line. So I love, I love that she's not phased by it. And she's just like, why don't you just come out and admit and say that you cannot satisfy me? Mm-hmm. You're afraid that she can't satisfy me. And he just kind of like blown for a loop. Like, what the fuck type of girl did I just walk into? <laughs> and I love that because as grumpy as he is, as surly as he is, Naomi rarely lets it get her down for long. Yeah. Like she can handle it, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's the beauty of a grump sunshine pairing. <laughs> so. We discover a little bit about Knox's past when um, Naomi is actually cleaning out the lodge um, yeah. with Liza J. And she sees, like, a photograph. She, mm-hmm. And so we come to find out that um, – Their mother. Knox their and mother, Nash's yes. mom died in a car accident. Because she sees a picture of this younger woman in a graduation gown with a younger Liza J. And what must have been, you know, her father – and it's like, oh, you know, who is this? And, you know, they just kind of talk a minute and we find out that that's Knox and Nash's mom who died in a car accident. We yeah. also know his dad is nowhere to be found, yeah. but nobody talks about him. Nope, nobody talks you know, about him. And Pop died relatively recently. Right a few after, years. right after, not too long after Knox's mom died, right. the grandfather died. And that's whenever Liza J kind of became a little bit of a recluse and kind of closed up everything. So right. this is kind of like a past trauma that is very much a reason why Knox is closed off to relationships because he's right. seen 
He's seen, and we'll find out later, but he's seen two relationships kind of really affect the partner who was, you know, Left survived, mm-hmm. survived their loved yeah. ones dying. And they didn't react very well. Liza Day, Liza J did not react well to her husband dying, and his dad, which we'll find out later, didn't react well to the mom dying either. Right. So this is why Knox has such, you know, tall walls when it comes to love and opening himself up and why he just refuses to acknowledge that he has any deeper feelings for Naomi. <laughs> just can't let it. But the thing is, like I said, his actions don't mesh with what he's thinking. Like, oh, I need to keep her at a distance because he just fucking can't. And that's yeah. what I love about this. I love this so much because he finds out that they're going into town because they need to they shop need, for back to school stuff. Yeah, cause she, and, and I love this too because – we get a lot in Naomi's point of view and she realizes that Wele has probably never had a back to school shopping spree, mm-hmm. you know, which every child should have, you know, cause she knows her sister. She's like, I know my sister is very selfish and has probably never really treated her to the things that she, a little girl should have. Like she's like, wait, I can go and get my own stuff and my own clothes. I can pick out my outfit. I can, yeah. I can what? Like, she, you know, and so she's like, yes, we're doing this. So she takes her tips. And of course, Knox is like, you need a ride, so I'll drive you. Come on. You know, and of course she doesn't want to. She's like, I don't, she's, I don't need a ride. Okay, fine. You know, and so they, he gives them a ride. And of course he doesn't just give them a ride. He parks the car and follows them inside. And she's like, what are you doing? She expected him to just drop. Yeah. Them like, off. why are you coming? He's like, I, I need some stuff too. I, I need yeah. some stuff at the mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> need Knox. Okay, Knox. <laughs> And I love it. I love it. So he like he lets him go all around, and so yep. he ends up buying a lot of stuff. For he Wei buys Wei her too. some sneakers, but he also very very importantly buys her a phone because a new he saw cell phone. the one that Liza J had ended up by loaning her, and it's like <laughs> it's like a this blackberry, very ancient blackberry with stuff. the keys falling off. <laughs> and so he like at the end of the day, they've been shopping all day, and yeah. I love how Naomi's just kind of like. You waited until I was very exhausted from this day so that I wouldn't argue that I couldn't much fight about after this. after this after you bought me this damn yeah. phone because he went in and it had been programmed for her yeah, like it was, it was all already, done already like, for yeah her. yeah he also bought her underwear whenever they were oh, um, Victoria's Secret because of she she was this was a day for Waylay this was not a day for Naomi right but she he caught her looking at these beautiful p- panties and um, decided to buy them for her as well to treat her yeah she was getting like these plain cotton Grandma. but she was looking at the silk. Uh, you know, and of course he's like, get all of them and grabs them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, Big in softy. his point of view, he's feeling like, yes, I bought I her underwear. Like her in these <laughs> underwear. Mm-hmm. Also, he has an ulterior motive for keeping them very long at the mall. Because apparently there's this guy in town asking yes, for her. Yes, there's some guy. And he's been he ends up around. Like, kind of like blurting it out like. Yeah, well, there's a guy asking for you around town that looks some, like Henry Golding. Okay, so yeah, first some of all, good looking city guy. Love, do you know who Henry Golding yes. is? Because <laughs> I fucking fell in love with him in, in Crazy Rich Asians. I was like, this is one fine looking man, Jesus yes. Christ. Um, and this is her best friend, Steph. Okay. Steph. And I love how Knox is so grumpy about it. He's like, Steph, such a misleading name. Like, I thought it was a girl. And <laughs> like, it's not. It's this really hot guy. Okay. Well, Steph is gay. Yeah. So. Oh, but he doesn't know that at first. Right. And I love how he Steph sees plays this super it up, good looking. Steph plays it up, knows that oh, Knox yeah. is fucking jealous. And like, I love how Steph like acts like 100%. I love how he acts like, yeah, I could possibly be into her. Like, what are you going to do about it? Type of thing. <laughs> when she gets there on the, he takes her, he, he like takes her 
uh, face in his hands and gives her a kiss on the lips. He, and he's like, thank you for taking care of my girl. Yeah. To Knox. He's doing Knox it all on purpose. Fuming. <laughs> fucking I love it. fuming. I love meddling friends. I love meddling friends. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Awesome. And so Knox is even surlier after he sees that, okay? Yeah. And I love how in the morning, Steph actually knocks on Knox's door um, very early to clear the air and basically just says like, no, we've never done anything. She's no. always in my ride or die. Yeah. And since <laughs> Tina screwed her boyfriend before prom and I was, you know, the back of Yeah, date. Steph like, has I'll been my anything. friend, my best I'll, friend. I will do anything for that girl mm-hmm. because she deserves the world and um, what are you going to do about it, basically? Like, I know you're I know you're inserting yourself into her life and don't fuck it up, basically. Yeah. And Knox just wants to ignore. He's like, no, I don't have feelings. Absolutely not. But, like, he also can't tear himself away yeah. from her. So, mm. And we also get the warning about the ex, okay? So, like we said, she's a runaway bride. And yes. Steph is just kind of like the relationship. This is the problem with the relationship. He needed her. And yeah. he's going to find out how much he yeah. needs her now that she's gone. And he's going to come looking for her. He's going to come looking for her. The and other he's th- a piece of shit. Yeah. So. And the other thing was it's like uh, we get in Naomi's point of view. We don't get what happened. But she's like, okay, Steph, this is what happened. And so it like clips out so we don't hear exactly what Warner did and why she left him at the altar. Why she, you know, just basically literally snuck out the she basement, out church the basement. Door. And ran like the I mean, she has scrapes on her palms and her knees. I love how Waylay, like that first day, is just kind of like, "What? What happened to your knees?" And she's like, "I climbed out of a church patient window." And, and she's, like, she's like, "Oh, oh okay." okay. Cool. I love how Waylay. She's like, <laughs> "That sounds right, about right." That's fine. But I love that Steph too was like, "I would love to have seen." Like you should have seen his face when like, he when he. Steph obviously <laughs> never liked Warner, whatever the no. third. Okay, and so that, he that was just, a thing though too. She used to work for yes. his parents' company and stuff like yeah. that. And, and he, but he does tell Knox, he's like, "Look." What he did was bad. That's all I can tell you because I can't break Naomi's confidence. And he's going to come looking for her. And she's going to need somebody here to, like, help her. Yeah. With him. And this is where Knox decides also because he knows that she needs more money because she sold her wedding dress to be able to fund the back-to-school trip right. and stuff like that, okay? Right. The shopping spree. And so he's just kind of like, okay, what we what we didn't mention about Knox is the reason why he has so much money is a couple years ago, he won lottery money. Yeah, so he won $11 million, 11 million dollars in the lottery. Okay? And so- <laughs> We also learned that he tried to give $2 million to Nash, yeah. who then- donated it to the police department who built that building which is why it's the knox morgan building and that's what they're feuding <laughs> over is this damn money yes and the fact that he would not take his money trade yes that nash would give it to the police station because when they were younger it was nash knox and lucian right their best friend who doesn't live in this town anymore he's made a big name for himself in the big city and stuff like that um, but they used to be hellraisers and mm-hmm. they broke the law a lot. And so yeah. when Nash decided to become a police officer, Knox felt kind of betrayed. Like, it's like you oh. would join all the people who gave us hell when we were young. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? And like, also, you gave them $2 and then million? You dollars? gave them all the money I gave you? Yeah. Like, it just like was a thorn, like twisting yes. in his side. Yes, he felt betrayed. And yeah. Stuff. And it's a stupid reason, but also, yeah. you know, sometimes you don't need a good reason to hold the grudge. Exactly. You just, people are stupid sometimes. So, then we get to meet Lucian and some other high rollers who have come in town for like a secret game, yeah. a poker game that's like in a it's room. It's in the private room at It's Honky in the private Tonk. room at Honky Tonk. And like Fee Max get, Fee gets or Fee her, gives or, her the room. Maybe Max does. I can't remember. So first we should say Silver, Max, and Fee are the other workers, regular mm-hmm. workers there. They, really they like love yeah. Naomi. And so they're like, look. We've worked this table before. You can make big money, big bank back there. You need it, girl. Go work it. And she's like, is this illegal? Like, 
not if they don't catch them, you know. <laughs> so just like, just you know. Just don't think about it. Right. So we go in there and like there's all these like intimidating, seeming very, very rich people playing the poker game. And of course, she's been in there a while. Knox comes out. And he's like, where's, where's Naomi? So she's in the private room. And he's like, she's been in there a long time. What the alone fuck? With all these he's super, super so confident, cool. rich, hot guys. <laughs> Including Lucian, who he's like, he goes in there and he knows she's. I know it's so funny because he's like, he's like, he like, he's like, I know she's in that skirt. (laughs) And they're all like, all put at her. So of course he has to grab her and like manhandle her out of the room, being like, "You're not fucking working this poker game." Like, like, dude, you're being thrown to the wolves. And she's like, "Excuse me, I was doing just fine." And he was just like, "They're ogling your ass, like absolutely not." And at first he like sends her back out to like distract Nash because he doesn't want Nash to know that there's a legal poker game. But guess what? He doesn't like the fact that Naomi is flirting with Nash Mm -hmm. to distract. So he ends up by going over there, interrupting this little you know thing going on between Naomi and Nash. And Nash is already like, I know what's going on in the back. And she, and he's like, okay, fine. Since you already know, then Naomi, you can go work in the back room. So yeah. he sends her back over there. And he's just like, I'm resolved to just not fuck with her the rest of the night. So right. he goes back to his office and he does paperwork, okay? And he's like watching the clock, making sure that he's not going check up on her and stuff. <laughs> but then whenever it gets, you know, later on in the night, he's like, okay, enough time has passed. I can go check on her now. So he goes in the room and she's fucking sitting at the table. She's they're playing, playing poker. They have fronted her chips and they're teaching her how to fucking play. Yeah, and okay? he's like, he's like, do you know how much money these chips are worth? Like, she's like, no. And, and he's and, like, that's $20,000. And she's like, what? So she tries to quit the God's like, hey, 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 no, we gave her this money. Mm-hmm. Like, you gave it. So she basically wins. She wins $22,000. And they're like, no, you keep all of that. You buy that knee something really nice. So, like, it's it such a awesome. cute little, like, moment. Yes. She's like, oh, my God. Because she needed a new car since her sister had stolen her car. Exactly. Okay. So I really love that moment, like, so much. And so they all are done with the poker game. They go back out. And I love how Lucian actually takes her to the dance floor. Yeah. And he kind of, like warns her away from his two best friends and he's like are you gonna be the girl that gets in between Knox and nash, and nash. Like, what, are, what are you doing mm-hmm. and she's like no it's not like that like Knox doesn't even like me like that and he's yeah. like yeah no like <laughs> <laughs> yeah sweetie sweet pea all right That's darling exactly. you're missing you're missing all the signs no Knox hates me you don't understand no, yeah, no, no. ma'am no ma'am um he definitely has never he's hovering like, like a tornado just like around yes, her yes an old bear okay and so anyway we've had like this background thing where nash has been looking into tina and what's going on they kind of found out that she may be hanging around with a boyfriend who's maybe kind of shady so like after that night after he leaves and he goes out on patrol because he's on shift that night um and Knox is just chilling behind the bar and she gets a call naomi gets a call from steph yeah steph is frantic and steph's like oh my god oh my god Nash has been shot. They called Liza J and he's in the hospital. And so she looks at Knox and Knox is so attuned to her and like looks at her and he sees her worried face. Yeah. Something's wrong with Wade. Like he like jumps the fucking bar. He's like, baby. Okay. What happened? I'm sorry. Oh, a baby moment. Let me talk about this for a second. (laughs) 
I love yes, and it's a specific situation. Me too. When a hero refuses to admit his feelings, yeah. But in moments of crisis, it's like they have a slip up, yeah, an affectionate slip up where they call that person baby who yes. has denying feelings for. Yes, and when he when he calls her baby, I'm telling you, it's the best moment for a baby. Yes, and I'm just like, oh, fucking it finally, is. okay, so I good, love it. so I love, so good. I love these slip ups. I love these slip ups so much. Ugh. Okay. So he's so worried because he thinks something's wrong with her, something's wrong with Waylay. And she's like, no, it's not me. It's you. And these two officers walk in. So he finds out that Nash is in the hospital. Yes. And he was going to drive her home that night. And just like he gives her his keys. And it's like, you drive your shift home tonight. He goes with the cops. Yes. Well, after closing time, she's just like, I can't just go home. So she ends up by going to the hospital. And she's there for Knox. And he ends up by kind of like breaking down on her. like, mm-hmm. And he's just like, um. Like, she thinks, oh, you need to talk to somebody. And he's like, no, I needed you. And I was like, yes, we're breaking through the walls. <laughs> and so he finally tells her what the fight was about. And she just kind of like, yeah, you're both dumbasses. Like, yeah. you're so fucking stupid. I thought it was over a woman. And he's like, that's just because you were romantic. <laughs> and she's like, well, what else would be worth it besides the love? Like, the yeah. stupid money thing? Like, now you have a chance to make it right. Now you know how stupid it is and how much wasted time. Like, I wish that I – had an opportunity to make it right with yeah, Tina. Yeah, because it'll like, never she, be that way. It'll never She's be never going to be me, open for that. You have a chance to make it right with your brother. <laughs> like, right. you have a chance. You know, he's going to pull through. And so it's he does. And he goes and – I love that he goes and spends time with his brother. And as you can tell us, like, both of them are easing up. Yeah. Even though Nash is like, why are you here? And then he's like – I don't, it's like they immediately kind of go back to the brothers they always were, yeah. you know? And I love how you just, like, Naomi says we're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and Nash is kind of like, yeah, we kind of are. We kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they do kind of talk things out a little bit and mm-hmm. she goes back home and I love that like uh she's like <laughs> This is like Waylay's first morning for school though too and that's right. why Knox is just like you need to go home because she has to be there Waylay's to get her day, up, you know? get her breakfast. Yeah. And so she does. She gets her off to school and she's on her way and whatever. And then all of a sudden that, you know? she goes and takes a nap and all of a sudden she hears like banging on the door. She runs down and Knox comes barreling in. She's like, what happened? What happened? And, and he's he just, like pacing and shit he's like pacing. That. And, he's just like, and then he just like, attacks her. Ah! It's like the sexual tension was too much. Awesome. Too much. Wonderful. Love they it. have amazing. She's like, what are we doing? Amazing like, hot sex. Oh, God. It's, it's so, so good. good. She has a stipulation, though. She's like, this is one time, right? This yeah, is one and, time. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, baby. One We're just time. one time. I'm just like, I rolled my eyes at the most yeah, fucking one time. I'm like, yeah, every romance reader rolling eyes. <laughs> one I time. Roll. Okay, Naomi. Heard that before. I love it. And I love how, like, after they have sex the first time, Knox is just kind of like, well, if we have sex again, like right after, it still counts as one it's still time. Still one right? time, right? It's still one time. Okay, so they do again, and Naomi's just kind of like mind blown. She's like, it's never been like this before, right. you know, of course. And they end up by falling asleep, and like it's in the middle of the afternoon and stuff, and she wakes up, um, and she decides to slip downstairs and just get some space. She needs to get in her headspace again. And then, like, I love how like Wayland's just like baking himself at home on the couch at the time, and she sees all like their their clothes strewn everywhere because of course like you know in their passion they're just like flinging clothes and then they get a knock on the door and she's like who can this be okay but she can't not answer the door because the reason why there has been social services that have come yes on she's her had before. they she has a caseworker so she's the guardian Ms. yolanda his mm-hmm. miss saunders has come 
Um, and so she has to check in from time to time. To yeah, see and how so she's very worried though too because she wants she doesn't want Waylay to be sent to foster care. She wants to be a fit guardian, right? And Miss Yolanda Suarez always shows up at the worst possible time. She does. Oh, <laughs> always, always she shows up at the worst possible time. And so she like cannot not answer the right. door. She answers the door. It's not her. It's her parents. Hey, sweetie. Okay. There's her mom. They've gotten off we, their you cruise. You can't tell us that we have had a grandchild and us not want to come meet her. <laughs> they just had like, like a European cruise abroad and have come straight from the airport is she had to convince them to go on her cruise yeah she canceled her wedding she yes. didn't want her parents to have their dream cruise like ruined yes because they had been planning this like after her wedding that they were going to take their own cruise together and like finally have some time together whatever and like so when she ran off from the wedding she convinced them to still go on it and, and I love how really her mom, her mom and dad are so great because so cute. her mom just kind of like, see, I told you, Lou, she's depressed. She's in her pajamas in the middle of the day. And, and he's and knocking he's like, on the wood. Not, seems he's, solid. He's like, this seems sturdy. Oh, my God. I loved these parents. <laughs> it was so, and they're like, oh, no, look, a dog. She's not depressed. She has a dog. Oh, this is my grand doggy. And it's like look. fucking hilarious. And she's like all the, all the while trying to throw their clothes like underneath yeah, the fridge. She's like throwing like, Knox's like, jeans like in a cat. Cabinet, like his shirt, like everywhere. And then, of course, he's like, like, let's go outside anywhere but here. Then we hear, babe, what the hell's going on down there? He comes down he in his in boxers. His underwear. <laughs> oh, my God. Perfect. And he just rolls with the fucking punches, okay? He does. And he basically tells him, like, well, your daughter rolled into town. And I took one look at her and. Fell hard. Fell hard for her. And he was just like, look, we're going to roll with this, okay? Yes. It works out. Well, he has ulterior motives because he was just like. I figured out real quick that one time wouldn't be enough, but this would be an excuse because while her parents are in town, fake we dating, can fake date. I can mm-hmm. get her out of my system because by that time, by the time her parents yeah. leave, I for sure will have her worked yes. out of my system. Yes. I'm just like, oh, you yes. sweet summer child. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay, Knox. <laughs> okay, whatever Knox. you believe. Okay, Knox. <laughs> okay, I have to say this though. One of the times I literally laughed out loud was okay. The mom, the back and forth conversation between the Lou mom and Knox, and one time she goes, she responds to him and she says something. Thing. she goes she said to his tattoos like she's not looking yes. at his face she's, she's so she's like checking out the mom like, oh is just kind of like good job baby that is awesome what a wonderful man that is awesome that you have here yes she, mom she's proves. so happy dad does not dad's like what the fuck is going on i don't <laughs> want to hear about happy. this my daughter like, absolutely not yeah. absolutely not um i love it i love it i love it but I, so good oh god he thinks he's scratching an itch but he's not Mm-mm. he's making excuses so he kind of offers like hey you guys can stay at liza j's house um yeah because they, they have, have rooms, rooms and yeah he's you know, been cleaning it out so it's all nice and spick and span and stuff right. like that and you'll be right next door and you can and you can meet your granddaughter yeah. that you can see this was the other thing is they didn't know they had a granddaughter either mm-hmm. and she had sent them like knowing they were getting home soon she had sent them an email saying hey just letting you know or a text or whatever that you do have a granddaughter and this is where i'm at and so that's how they ended up here but um, they're really excited. Like they really want to meet her. They want to spend yeah. time with Way. And so I love the that situation. Yeah, even being right next door. Well, this is the thing about fake dating Knox. Okay, he <laughs> says he's fake dating her, but like I said, he's so involved in their lives. Yes, and he steps up in situations. Like when they find out that, um, well, it was just Naomi that finds out by herself that Waylay's new teacher is being mean to her because yes. she started making friends with Chloe. Chloe is a niece of Sloane, who's a librarian, and that's a friend of Naomi now. 
And they find out that the teacher had been very mean to insane mean things to her in class. So calling she goes, her Mama the daughter Bear. of a whore. Yeah, Mama Bear. And she goes there and is like, what the hell's going on? Knox finds out because he's like, Where's Naomi? Oh, she went to the school because Miss Felt. What what teacher? Oh shit, Tina has slept with that teacher's with husband. Mr. Felch. With Mr. Felch. Yeah. I need to go over there. And so like he's always inserting himself into mm-hmm. their lives, always being like a white knight and defending, you know, Waylay and even Naomi. like at the soccer game, he's like there when Waylay gets yeah. like flagged because she's like used to kind of cursing and acting out a little bit like her mom. He calls her over and it's like, look, this is how you handle your anger. It's okay to be angry, but you can't act out. of the-. You know, and so he does like the fatherly role. Yes. And he's like, you know, gives her basically a father daughter pep talk and yeah. she listens and she respects him. And she's like, okay, okay. Yeah. And like, it's just Naomi can't not fall in love with him because he is inserting himself like Justin said, everywhere. Yeah. He's being there, being he's the man. He's being a boyfriend. He's not just being a fake boyfriend. Like he's And being we also find boyfriend. out that she is a people pleaser and a caregiver to the point of giving everything. And that's what it was like with her ex, Warner. She did his laundry. She, <laughs> I love when he comes around. I miss how you did my laundry. What a fucking prick. I yeah, like just, you can go back, I can't babe, even. But like, you can go back all that. That's yeah. fucking like, So she did everything for Warner, trying to be trying to earn love and this is what broke my heart about her she never really felt like anybody picked her for her yeah you know what i mean and that really killed me and but here's knox so let's talk about when warner does show up at honky oh yeah let's talk about that so of course now we do need to mention also there's a weird redheaded dude oh yeah who shows up at the library asking about anyone who can help him with his computer and he's looking at her like she's like he's looking at me like he knows me intimately you know and i'm like yeah because he knows tina intimately this is the boyfriend (laughs) this is the boyfriend and we kind of shady as shit yeah and he just kind of slinks away and she's like okay well the next couple of nights she's working at honky tonk and they're like hey uh, that guy is you got a new person yeah, in your in section corner. and it's the, the guy the redheaded guy she's like oh my god well as she's going over there to serve him in walks warner okay it's a packed house and of course he comes up to her and he's like in her face like okay you've proved your fucking point it's time to come home and be yeah, with like, me stop throwing your fit stuff stop like that. throwing your like, tantrum you, you've done you've, you've done you, enough. you've proven like, yeah, it's time for you to come home mm-hmm. and like basically he's embarrassed about me. him being left at the altar as yes. well. Yeah, you know, and like we said, he she's also taking care of him. Basically, yeah, he's a type of person and that he's always been taking care of his whole life. Yes, and so now he doesn't know what the fuck to do. After and we're that. also getting images of what happened the night before her wedding. Yeah, like, so he, he grabs had, her around the wrist and stuff, and she's obviously very uncomfortable with it. And she's, she's like, scared. Let me go. And Knox comes in to knock him the fuck out, which is great. <laughs> Knox and Luce catch him in the hallway. I absolutely bloody love him up. It. And love she, these moments. This moment as well. This was such a great moment for me. Yes. When me Knox too. takes her to the back rooms and like Fee has her own office, but he has an office that has like a keypad to get in. And mm-hmm. he tells her, he's like, This is the code. And when if they you're get ever inside, in danger. Yes. If you ever feel uncomfortable, like I want you to be able to come get in here. You know, I want you to be protected. I want you to feel safe. Can we talk about – so I want to say something about this. So normally when this would happen in a book, you would think, oh, this is foreshadowing. At some point, she's going to need the code to get in there. But no, 
I like why this author does this. It's not for foreshadowing. It's just to show Knox wants her to be safe. Yeah. And he's like, baby, repeat the numbers back to me. Yes. Punch in the numbers. I yeah. want to know that you can do this. Like he wants to know that if she's ever in danger, she can get to safety. Yeah. Like if he's not around, right. he needs to know that she's safe. Right. Because obviously Warner's a loose cannon. Yeah. Exactly. You know, he was going to do some damage back. to yeah. her. Even if, though he's been thrown right. out. You know, he, he could still come back and he right. just cannot. And of course, the, the she's thought. got a sister like Tina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so finally he asks, he's like, I need to know what went on with Warner. Like, I want you to tell me. And so she tells him about the, you know, one night that they had gone out with um, one of Warner's business partners or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he accused um, her of like flirting with him. Yes, yes. And whenever they were outside, she kind of like laughs whenever he accused her of this. And he ends up by smacking her in the face. He grabs her. Well, he grabs at that point. He grabs oh, her he hair. Grabs her. He grabs her hair and like you know, like pulls her. Yeah, and she like whips around, and he immediately apologizes after that. Yeah, like, oh, he's I'm like, sorry, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Like I didn't mean. I just had like a lot of you know to drink tonight or whatever. And so she is like, holy shit, he's never done anything like that. Right. But also, it's just kind of like, okay, well, that's right, unusual. Guess, and then we have the dinner yeah, rehearsal. The, the rehearsal dinner for the wedding. Yes. So so at the, after the rehearsal dinner, they're out in the parking lot. And she was upset because, like, His she mom, overheard yeah. the mom basically saying – basically just saying this girl is too low class for him. Why yeah. are they marrying? And, and so she confronts Warner about yeah. that. He slaps her across the face. Yeah. Like, y'all, I – and she's like, I've never seen him like this before, but like all this is becoming a pattern. So right. She I recognized cannot. it immediately. And yeah. so that's why the next day is the wedding. She's in the basement. She's, she's like, like, nope, fuck this. I'm out. Peace out. <laughs> Goodbye. And, then and she's, runs. She's, she's pouring her heart out to Knox. And the sad thing is she just like, I feel so bad because, you know, it was only one slap and stuff. Like She's and, like, it wouldn't, it people, wasn't like. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he, he hasn't been abusing me all these years and stuff. And he's just like, absolutely not. Like you know, he was wrong for that. And you don't feel bad for that because you right. got yourself out. Basically. You got yourself out before it became yeah, before a pattern. Before it became a real big problem. Right. Like, don't feel bad because you're torn up about this. Because, right. you know, if you felt unsafe in that moment. Like, do not feel embarrassed about that at all. Like, don't And of course, he's also thinking about going and finding him and, and killing, killing him. him. Killing him. Him. And, and I love his how somewhere. she like grabs him from behind and is just like, "Don't leave me alone." Yes, I and so he here. can't leave. He can't so. leave, and they have another some more sexy times in there, yes. which was nice. Love, love, love. And um, so he tells her he was like, "You need to go home early." Well, as soon as she gets home, she calls Knox and she's like, "Hey, someone broke into the cottage." And like, there's been little instances where he's kind of like, "You left the door open to the cottage." She's like, "No, so, I no, haven't. I didn't. I locked yeah, it." Yeah, but like, nothing's been amiss in the cottage yeah. before. Well, this time it's trash, trash, trash. And um, there's bitch written on her mirror. Yeah, who do we know? Like, hello, lipstick, you know? Tina again with Tina, a lipstick. Her calling asshole. card. Yeah, and so Knox <laughs> and Nash and Lucian all jet over there, and he's pissed that she even walked through the house before he even got there. Oh yeah, he's furious. And like, get in the car, lock the door. Yes. And, like, again, Knox is taking it upon himself because Waylay was at a sleepover that night to go pick up Waylay the next morning. Like, he's right. taking all these dad roles. And I'm just like, Knox. I'm like, you can't, you can't say this and then no. say you're fake dating. Yeah, You can't exactly. do that. And she's even telling it to herself. She's like, 
I know this is supposed to be fake, but but I'm falling for him I'm for real. For him. Just like the I, way that he is with Waylay, like everything yes. about this, this I'm heading for heartbreak. Yes. You know, because he's said time and time again and that then, he's not that type of guy. And then on top of that, he takes her and Waylay to DC with him to <laughs> a shelter to cut homeless people's hair. He and Jeremiah once a month go to DC. Yes, to this homeless shelter to give them all haircuts and okay, shapes. great. Yeah, thanks, Knox. Thanks. They have a little family outing to go volunteer <laughs> together. Thanks a lot. Making like making her fall making her fall in love are, more fucked hard and then told <laughs> turn a cold shoulder after this. Okay, so there's yes. a scene where he's cutting this guy's hair and um she and Waylay have been like doing inventory and stuff. Yeah, like. they've been just like helping out around and the shelter. This guy comes up, the same guy that had gotten a haircut and his beard trimmed, um comes up to her and um and she's talking to her. Yeah, and she had seen Knox give him like an envelope and a backpack. Yeah. So he, when Knox shows up, being a little protective, yeah, he's like, oh, got yourself a girl. And, you know, Naomi, she's just like, oh, yeah, two of them, and points toward Waylay. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Knox is just, like, stiff upper lip, like, not talking. And there's, yeah. there's something wrong going on. So they he go, introduces he tells himself them, as Duke. Yeah, his and, name's Duke. And that's and it. And Knox is like, okay, go away, Duke. Bye. <laughs> and that's whenever he gives him the envelope and the um, backpack. And Naomi's just, like, looking around, like, what kind of conversation are they having who is this guy we'll come to find out later because we didn't find out until much later this is actually Knox's dad yeah I can, well reader and, can figure that out yes. but yeah <laughs> and the story is after Knox's mom suddenly died the dad would go off on benders and mm-hmm. he got into harder and harder drugs yeah he's basically escalated to the point that yes. he is addict- an addict yes and he very, lives on the streets very addicted and so that's whenever Liza J took both Nash and Knox in um, and so he just like has no respect for his dad and also doesn't ever want to end up like his dad you know he's just like that has to be my blood because Liza J reacted in a similar manner when my grandfather died yeah like, I don't I can't go through that I can't lose somebody and then be you and then know, lose everything yes, lose, lose my everything. my mind my heart you know everything so of course after this moment where he has a run in with his dad and his dad mentions oh you got yourself a girl he is like okay it's not working anymore with me and Naomi so he tells her he's like we got to break it off he's just like I gotta break it off before you catch feelings for me. It's had its run, and I love it because this is like I don't love it, but this is the moment where Naomi was kind of convincing herself that it could work because he's been showing her what a good boyfriend he is. And when he breaks up with her in the diner, she just kind of like, "Wow, I've been so fucking stupid it's, because I've been allowing myself to believe that this was actually this real." Breaks my heart. And at first, she's getting almost hysterical, but then she brains it back. She reigns it back, okay? And then she just looks at him. And I, I had to put this down because it's like, it's so true. And I'm so glad that she said this to make Knox feel bad. Because Me it's too. Just like, Me. This is everything she's always felt, and yes. she's finally saying it, putting yes. it into words. And she's not being dramatic at all. No. But she tells him, she's like, I understand I'm a lot. Waylay's a lot. Even on my best day, I'm too much and yet not enough. And he just kind of like, Naomi, come on. Like That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. She's like, no. And she goes, someday I'm going to find the kind of man who wants an uppity, needy pain in the ass. One who wants to wade into my mess and stay for the duration. Obviously, you're not him. At least she told me that from the start. And she just walks away from him. Well, no. Let's first – first he tries to give her cash. Oh, God. He, he tries, tries to, to say, here, cash. take this. And she's like, like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm not your fucking I'm not, escort. I'm not, like, I'm not a prostitute. Yeah. What is this? And he's like, no, just in case y'all need it. She's like, I don't need your fucking money, Yeah, Knox. No, I don't need you. Like, that was such an insult, but he and didn't see it. when he talks to Nash and, and uh, Lucian about this, and Nash is just kind of like, you fucking 
Well, and Nish tried to give her Nish, money. Nash punches him in the face. I love it. Which was great. He's like, you, you need some sense knocked into you. You literally just pushed away the best thing that ever happened ever to you. Ever happened to you. You know? Ever happened to you. And I, I love how people keep saying that to him everywhere he goes. Like, you have fucked up the best thing that ever happened to you. It's, In town, like, everyone's yeah. giving him the cold shoulder. Yeah, they're like, all pissed. Everyone's canceling appointments with Knox and then, yeah. re- and then redoing and then their appointment with, the, with Jeremiah. Yeah, and seeing them at Honky Tonk or giving him the, the they bird. Run him out, they run him out of his own and establishment. Like, Boo! Every time he walks in the room. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. But, you know, Nash tells him, like, you can't solve everything with money. You cannot replace your presence in someone's life with money. Yeah. Like, what counts is you showing up, not not you fixing stuff with money. Like, And so that kind of goes back to their problem as well. Like, he's like, you know, I didn't want your money, you know, because yeah. that's what he was trying to do is, like, you know, smooth out their differences by giving him $2 million. Yeah, and he's exactly. like, I-, I want my brother. I don't want yeah, that shit. I want, I want you, know? you and I'm yeah. trying I'm trying to make an impact on this town my way and you never right. understood that. Like, we're not just going to follow you just because you're trying to give us money. And, we're, and we were not and kids anymore either. Yeah, just like exactly. doing, you know, making... So I also love this scene because when they run into each other in town, she obviously doesn't want to see him. And I love how the locals kind of like protect her because she's like power walking down the street. He's trying to go after her. And like one of the guys like at the grocery store kind of like blocks him. Yeah, like, like, hey, like, oh. she doesn't want to talk yeah, to you right exactly. now, Knox. And then she ends up by running into Miss Suarez, the social <laughs> worker. And then she breaks the fuck down. And yeah. she's just kind of like, I've been horrible parent. And this is like, she like... Tells her all the things that she's been trying to hide and stuff. And um, Suarez is just kind of like, listen, that's called being a parent. Like, we don't have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be perfect every day. And I I just punished my kid for something stupid the other day. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we don't all have it together. But you have made a positive impact in Waylay's life. Like, her grades are up. She has a stable home. Like, she her attitude is much better. I love, like, that, everything's I love great. that she was so real with yeah. her. Like, you don't have to be perfect. No yeah. parent is perfect. No. You know, she even, like, said, look. Look, I just punished my son because he said so and so's meatballs were better than mine. You yeah, know, exactly. like, I'm like you little you shit. Know? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you know, like we're parents, we're learning. You yes, know, and so exactly. it, it just it really eased her and made her more confident with Waylay, which I loved. And she also gives her this advice, which I thought was great. She said, "There's a difference between taking care of someone because you love them and taking care of somebody because you want them to love you." Yeah, and I was just like, oh ouch for yeah. her because yeah. she is like you said she's a caregiver yeah and she wants everybody to she be wants okay. she wants to, to smooth everybody's mm-hmm. way and she wants people to love her so badly that's why she was with you know stupid douchebag warner. warner um and you cannot love somebody into loving you so right. like stop giving all of yourself whenever they're not giving you the same energy you know and she's like okay yeah you're right okay and I love also she has the same heart to heart with her parents and her parents are just like stop trying to make up for Tina. We right. don't need that. We don't yeah. need to. I love that they the get time. that from mo- mom is straight up like forget Tina. She's not your problem. You know, we're fine. You need to live your life for yourself, you know. And she even asked, "Do yeah. you want to be the guardian of Waylay? If not, we can take her." And then that's when she realizes, "Yes, I want her. I want her." I loved this yeah. moment where she realizes, "I love Waylay and I want her to be in my life." Yeah. You I know? want her to stay with me. Yeah. And she decides, so Steph is, he's like in Paris he's right He's in now. Paris for something. Um, but he gives her a couple days and he's just like, okay, today is the day where you're <laughs> new Naomi. fuck up new Naomi day, okay? I sent you a Sephora package. Exactly. Like, get, get up, your ass wash up. your fucking hair, <laughs> put on your face and be kick-ass just yeah. like we know you to be. And it's funny is because he, he does know her well enough as soon as she like gets up and she 
gets made up, she feels better. Mm-hmm. And so she's, she's so all, heartbroken, but she, she's yeah, she's, definitely she's like, okay, move on with my life. Let's and go. she even tells, um, I love that she tells Waylay's like, so where's Knox? And so instead of covering things up like she normally would, she's like not we broke up he doesn't want to be with me you know and like and she's like it's okay and like it's like Waylay recognizes that rejection and it's like they bond over rejection this this leads into the most heartbreaking but I was just kind of like oh my god to happen scene ever okay so yes she decides to throw a bonfire that yes let's get to the bonfire I love how like Knox is at honky tonk and Mm -hmm. his waitresses are basically just kind of like get the fuck out and so he goes he's leaving early because she's going to the bonfire she's going to the bonfire and he sees his employee and he's pissed because he sees everyone over there everybody and he sees Nash and Naomi by the bonfire and And he's got his arm around her shoulder around her and he's like throwing shit. He decides to stomp over there, and he says some mean ass things. Oh to her, my god! Basically saying like you're taking my leftovers. My leftovers and already. Lucian, well, no. Sloan gets up to Sloan gets up in his face first, being like, "What the <laughs> fuck, dude?" Then he gets in Sloan's face, he's and like, Lucian off, Sloan. pops up. Lucian, and Lucian goes. Like- Lucian goes wrong target, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, don't mess. Absolutely not. We know Sloan is is Lucian's woman. You made the wrong move, sir. You go back to your cabin. (laughs) I love how he goes back to his cabin. He runs into Waylay and Waylay's playing with Waylon. Okay. And Waylay gives him some harsh fucking truth. It's awesome. And I'm just like, you get him, girl. That's right. So Waylay goes, hey, so didn't you like us? Like, I know you broke up with Naomi. And but I thought um, you liked us. Yeah, I thought you liked us and stuff. And I love how I, I love how she just was like, "Hey, Aunt Naomi and me, we're used to people not wanting us. It's fine. It's okay." Oh my god! And Gutting. I was like, "Fuck!" And he's like, "No, that's not she's what like, I meant." No. And she's like, "And I'm stealing your fucking dog." Well, she didn't say fucking, but she's like, "I'm stealing your dog." And she's but like, she's like, off. "Yeah," but she's like, "But we'll be okay." Yeah, we'll we're be gonna okay. we're gonna somebody's gonna recognize our worth, and yeah. don't worry about it. We're gonna be just <laughs> fine. Oh, Waylay. Oh, it's so good. Gut punch. It but was. He deserved it. He deserved, he deserved it. One hundred percent needed to hear that shit because everybody's been like, you, you, you. You know, everybody's been giving him a speech. Even Naomi's father gave him the speech, and he's like, "Fine, whatever. Out of my face, people. Stop telling me I gave up the best thing you know ever yeah. happened in my life." But when Waylay puts it in her words, he's like, "What the fuck did I do?" Like yeah. it's starting to sink in. He still won't reverse it, but he's like. I seriously fucked up. Because, yeah. like, at this point, when he usually breaks up with girls, he's, like, great, on the mend. He's, like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any feelings for them. Because he so, leaves them before he gets any deeper feelings. Yeah. Which leads us to another scene where when she's having her um, shift at Honky Tonk, there's this girl that walks in. She's beautiful. And I love, first of all, I love Naomi's reaction to this woman because she's just like, she's looking at her beautiful nails and her fierce, um, her haircut. And she's just like, oh my God, I want this girl to be my friend. She's just like, she's so cool She's so cool and badass. I want her to be my friend. So bad. But then she goes up to Knox and kisses him straight on the lips. And like, Naomi is so devastated to see this. And she like starts running away to the bathroom. And you can hear Knox being like, Naomi, wait. Okay. And then all of a sudden the girl appears in the bathroom and she just kind of like ah this wasn't what it seemed like i'm i'm the last ex like and we're just friends and you should have seen his face when i went in for a friendly closed lip kiss 
his face was so fucking scared and he looked at you because he was just like this could mess things up like i've never seen him so scared in his life before you know because she obviously didn't know about the situation with naomi and she's actually really cool and her name's lena and she's like hey let's go get drunk somewhere else so they go to <laughs> let's the really piss bar. him off let's really piss him off <laughs> let's not tell him where you're going and let's go drink because you know i've been through this before with him but luckily i just wanted to be friends with him anyway and so you know i've but he's obviously more into you so i love how they're drinking at the biker bar and he just and she's like knows that this will drive Knox insane not knowing where she is mm-hmm. he sends like the cavalry out to go find her <laughs> and he sends a million messages why would yes. you talk to me he's to constantly everybody. he's constantly texting her we should say yeah. and she's not responding not at responding. all no you know and so they get all drunk and Knox and Lucian show I mean Nash and Lucian show up to babysit them yeah as well as Sloan and they have a good little night and I love how like the next day she goes into the bar and Knox is just kind of like following know, we're her just around. friends we're just friends and she's like I know I know and um but she's, she's just like, like fine it's just too go hard. away like I can't work over here because it's too hard because I can't be your friend yeah I'm not because Lena you, you're, you're I'm gonna, not gonna want to yeah, be your friend yes, after you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna start doing things for me like you've always been doing things for me even before we were fake dating like you were stepping up to the plate with Waylay yeah and I'm gonna start convincing myself that it means more and I can't do that to myself so yeah. I don't know that I can be friends with you and stuff and like Knox is just kind of like he's so heartbroken because he can't not have her in his life but he's still unwilling to admit that it's anything more and when she's walking out he is like he asks her, you know, hey, would you ever? And then he won't finish it. And Naomi's like, yeah, I would have loved you. Yeah, she says, I, I love you, dummy. And, you know, he, and he says, loved how you, do you know? And she's like, because I already do, you dummy. Oh, God, it's so out, good. Okay? She gets a text message. And so she goes outside. Right as she's leaving it's that. It's Waylay saying, you know, oh, shit, I'm in trouble type of thing. Yeah. Well, she walks outside and there's Tina and she's like, oh, my God, he's got Waylay. Hurry up. Like, he's got Waylay. So, of course, she jumps in the car. car. Tina cuffs her with sex cuffs to the dash. (laughs) And takes off. She's she's like, for the smart one, you sure are a stupid bitch. She's such a stupid bitch. And (laughs) Tina, God, I hate her. God, I hate her, too. Um, so Tina's taking her to the chop shop. Yeah. So yeah. DC. So we yeah. So we basically learn like she's basically the, the the redheaded guy, her ex, who also is the son of an organized crime figure in DC. He is separated from his father and is running his own chop shop and is yeah. basically trying to like you know run He's his own man. organized yeah. crime ring. And so there's something they've been wanting. They've been ransacking because there's information on this flash drive they want and they want it from Waylay. Well, they come, think Waylay has it. Yeah. Hit somewhere okay? and of course Atina's is like oh, yeah waylay's with him he's she's fine don't worry about her you should just but i need you to like pretend like i didn't force you here because we had a bet and i'm gonna win like a, you know like, 100 you bucks Tina's or something priorities are. yeah it's all about the money yeah. but of course they go through they get to this chop shop there's armed guards everywhere and they go upstairs at this warehouse and waylay is taped her mouth is taped shut and she's yeah. taped to a chair and she's yeah. like, what the fuck? And this dude is playing with a gun. He's been yeah. drinking like nine beers or something. He's obviously unstable. Yeah. And he's like pointing the gun at Waylay, pointing it at his own head, pointing like he's using it as a pointer finger. Yeah. You know, and it's like and she keeps going, can you please stop waving that gun around? Like yeah. he's like, shut up. So I love <laughs> Tina's big idea is when she finally realizes because this is an unstable situation. Because he's, like, he's like, he's like, I want that position where she could die. Yeah. Because he's like, I want that flash drive. 
I'm going to kill you. And she's like, you don't threaten to kill her. He's like, I'm going to kill you too, Tina. Yeah. And so then she's like, oh, fuck. Okay. This is more Don't worry about it, honey. It's going to be fine. So she starts kind of like, you know, buttering him up. And yeah. then she we gets, have. She gets, um, she gets an idea. into the bathroom. Okay? Yes. Yes. So she allows this guy to let him go to the bathroom, and she's like, we're switching clothes right the now. The switcheroo. Switcheroo. The twin okay? switcheroo. The switcheroo. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, it doesn't go very well because he recognizes that Tina's boobs are lopsided and Naomi's are not. <laughs> Damn it. She's had Fooled a bad boob boobs. job. Fooled by the boobs. <laughs> she stuffs her bra. Like... <laughs> Tina makes her stuff her bra too. She's like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Crazy! Oh god, I love it. Um, all the while, you know, Knox. Um, they've been like trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Lucian has a little bit of shady connections. Yes, they were able to find out that some of his connections. Yeah, some of his connections. It was actually one of the biker head biker guys who was at the poker night. Yeah, calls Knox and is like, "Dude, uh, some of my guys area because he's encroaching on our territory, and we've been (laughs) waiting for an excuse to basically." Yeah, we just saw your your pretty girl walk in there. Yeah, she was handcuffed to the dash. So yeah, there are the Calvary's on the way, and when he has said that, you know, I I you're you're not Tina, you're Naomi, Mm -hmm. and um, he's about to like shoot her and stuff. And of course, um, that doesn't go as planned either. <laughs> so I love how, you know, Naomi holds her own and they wrestle for the gun, all that. And mm-hmm. she ends up by using defense mechanisms that uh, Knox has taught her. Yeah. Like kneeing him in the stomach and then in the nose and stuff incapacitates him. And she's worried about getting Waylay undone. And Tina is worried about, I'm going to take this bag and this cash because the cops are coming soon and I need to get gone. Right. So Tina bails. And as she's undoing Waylay's stuff, the guy pops up again, the boyfriend, and starts strangling her. And that's whenever Knox busts in, okay? And this is a moment, like, okay, so she's been strangled, and she's not conscious. And, of yeah. course, Knox is so worried and finally, like, letting all his feelings out. Of course. Moment. now, And I love, like, when we get to his point of view, when they're racing over there, he's like, yeah. he's like, I can't fucking believe this. I hadn't even told her I loved her. I didn't tell Waylay I yeah. loved her. Like, and I'm going to lose the them. Time. This asshole's going to take them from me before I even – he's like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. It's like it took this moment. And I really – y'all, I love these cathartic violent moments like they do something for me um though i did want just a tad more grovel yeah because Justin. whenever naomi comes to he just says we're getting married. we're getting married and i'm like no you need to say i fucking i'm so sorry i love you please forgive me i would have loved if naomi was a little bit more skeptical of, yes oh now you want to be with me and made him work a little bit harder but, I, I i know yeah i would have but too but overall i was happy exactly and so now we have you know Knox is helping throw Waylay her 12th birthday party. And this is like the first real birthday party that she's got. She's ever had. And yeah. And since money's not an object, he gets her an, a blow up obstacle course and a petting zoo and all the junk food. And at the party, he ends up by proposing to Naomi. Okay. <laughs> and then Liza J ends up by saying, like, look, I'm just myself. You guys are having – you have a family, and mm-hmm. maybe your family is going to be expanding. You guys need to have the lodge. I'll move into the cottage. Aww. And they um, – also, Knox gives his cabin 
to her parents. Yes. Because her mom has gotten a job um, part-time to work as a counselor at the yeah. local high school. So they're yeah. moving there so that they can be closer to Wele and be the with their daughter and stuff like that. I, this is like super, super HEA. I love these kind oh, of I love like whenever the HEA goes so fucking Me hard. too. It's, it's like, yes, this is the epilogue. Is so good. It's this so is what I needed in my life. <laughs> and then um, he hands her the adoption papers for Wele later because he got mm-hmm. Tina to sign over the, the right. And Knox wants more babies, and he's like, Waylay's going to make a good big sister. <laughs> and then they have the um, – if you don't know, a lot of authors do this. If you sign up for their newsletter, they have like kind of like a second, second epilogue. epilogue. Yeah. And the second epilogue is real sweet too. So if you do finish this book, don't forget to go check that out because it's really, really <laughs> amazing and sweet. Oh, so anyway, guys, I really love this fucking book. Yeah. What's your showdown scene? The showdown scene. You get to go first because um, uh, it's kind of. I mean, I'm picking like a kind of obvious scene, but I love when her parents show up because <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucking funny. First of all, of course, it's like after they first yes, had sex, but like yes. you know, she's trying to get her parents out of the house before they realize that there's a man in her house, and she yes. doesn't want Knox to you know feel awkward and all that jazz. And she's trying so hard to get them out. It's just such a funny moment, and also this is her first introduction to her parents and they're hilarious and then the (laughs) fact that he comes down and calls her babe and i'm just like oh god this is so great i love this i love this so much and the fact that it's his idea yeah a fake relationship yeah i was just kind of like every time he makes moves like this to cover up his feelings right it gives me life because i'm just like he's that much closer to admitting that he has real feelings for her and like I love that he was just kind of like, okay, this this is perfect because I didn't know how to extend this one night thing because he really wants it so bad. Naomi would have been fine with a one night thing and she would have gotten over it and mm-hmm. like held on to her feelings. But Knox is the one that was looking to extend it. And I fucking loved it because I was just like, oh, God, yes, I love a fake dating. More forced proximity. Yeah. And, and that scene made me laugh so yes. hard with the parents, the dad like knocking on all the wood and shit and her just like drooling over Knox and giving her the thumbs up behind Knox's yeah. back like hey he's hot yes. yes good job it was just such a it was just such a great scene it was a great and scene and I laughed so hard but I was also like yes it that is definitely more my scene but I'm gonna point out a scene that was extremely heartfelt for me and unexpected um was when he brought her into the his office office and told her why he is the way he is and why he's like, please let me explain to you why I had to break up with you. Basically because I'm too ill-equipped to handle deep emotions. Yeah. And so he was admitting and even though I was like, oh, like I didn't, I feel sorry. I mean, Okay, I did feel a little sorry for Knox. But, you know, I was still mad. I was all butthurt about the way he broke up with her. But I was still, it was like such a good moment where they both set aside their angry feelings and were like, he was deep. And he was like, this is why. And she He's like, and I'm sorry. sorry for him, too. Yeah, she did. Obviously, but she was just kind of like, But at the know, same time, she's like, you know. I can't just wait around for you to to. And I love I love that moment as he's walking out. And he's like, could it have been, like, if, if I was, like, was able to do this because I'm such a dumb man and I can't <laughs> get my feelings straight. She was like, well, yeah, because I do love you, dummy, you know, and walked out and he's just gutted. Like, yeah. what did I do? Like, to me, it was like everybody said everything. But when that happened, he was like, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? Thank God. You Thank know? God she like- gets kidnapped and forces <laughs> her hand. 
<laughs> so it was a good after one. all those great speeches go chase after naomi after that oh my yes. god it was a lost yes. cause it was a lost cause if you oh, didn't do it good. after that good 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 guys so good <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. There will be another slight break before we come back with our review of Bridgerton Season 2 in a couple of weeks, guys. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 